0: Good morning. Emily Reese here, and I'm talking with film publicist Peter Schilling. Hey, Peter.
1: Emily, good morning.
0: How's it going? It's going good.
1: You know, uh, I'm still alive and you're still alive. That's the, that's the first positive step, right?
0: Yes, we're on the right <laughs> side of fate as of yet. So tell us what we're going to talk we What are we talking about today?
1: Well, you know, last week uh, I'm going to talk about the Heights and Trial on again because there's not a lot of uh, movies playing around town. And last week we kind of talked about the scorsese series which was exciting although uh you know as i mentioned a celebration of dark toxic masculinity well (laughs) now we're going to talk about things that are a little more upbeat and more fun uh first of which is there is one there's a lot of tickets remaining for one more show of the heights technicolor screening of the wizard of oz and uh that is going to be next week so monday and tuesday shows are sold out completely if for some reason you're desperate to get into those um Sometimes people don't show up and they have extra seats. You can kind of stand away or it's almost like a rush line, Um, but there's no guarantee, but there are quite a few seats left um, over half for Wednesday's show, which was added recently. And it may seem like, Oh, just wizard of Oz or what, but it truly is like, I remember when Tom first showed these technicolor um, 35 millimeter prints, uh, he was like, are you going to watch this? And i said, I've seen the wizard of Oz so many times. I never see it again. I never need to see it again. He said, you need to see this because it's like looking at a painting. And he was right. The colors in this, it is the difference between looking at a really nice coffee table book of a Van Gogh painting and then going to see one in a museum. Because when you see one in a museum, you're, you're like, Whoa, Whoa. (laughs) And it's the same thing here. I mean, the yellows just like pop out of the screen. The ruby slippers are just, you know, it helps to have it on the enormity of a film screen in the dark, but it also is this, the the, i don't know the full science of the technicolor process but whatever it does it just makes it's like there's a richness to the colors that just adds to the whole thing and um i just thought it was a really spectacular it's it's just a beautiful print and actually seeing it on the big screen again i got a lot more out of it um than I did before. I mean, it's, uh, you know, everybody knows the story of The Wizard of Oz and it's an it's an incredible film. In contrast to the uh, Martin Scorsese film, I remember when I saw it, I was struck at how it is kind of a feminist film. If you look at it, every person with power in the movie, the only people with power in the movie are women, which I was surprised, I guess I always thought it was like Dorothy's the star. But if you look at her life in Kansas, the power struggle is between Auntie M runs her farm. The father is, is submissive to her. All the, I mean, she's out there telling people what to do. And the only counterpoint to that who's the power of the County is that Miss Gulch who is also the power struggles in Oz are between the good witch and the bad. I mean, right. The wizard of Oz is a a person with no power whatsoever. He's a buffoon who doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) Who's like everyone. None of the men have any strength in them. Oh, They're all, they're all ridiculous, you know? And, (laughs) Dorothy's the only one who has a clear goal. She has to convince ever all the men, the Scarecrow, the Lion, and the Tin Man. She's the one that convinces them to take this route. She's on the route herself. Yeah. And it's just like I was like, wow, this is pretty. It's pretty cool. You don't, especially for 1939. My gosh. Yeah. No kidding.
0: Um, How complicated it would it be to add a showing with Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd? I mean, someone come on, asked, Peter. Someone
1: did ask that question. <laughs> 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 you know, it might be hard, you know, because with COVID yeah. and breathing in all the pot smoke that would suddenly be in the theater, that might make it more of a challenge.
0: Now let's not stereotype. That is an interesting <laughs> experience. <laughs> all right. So what's going on at Trilon then? So the Trilon
1: has, um, a thing that I know the, um, the head of the trial on Barry Krishka, I know loves these. Um, it's a there's a British studio called the Ealing Studios that were that were known for making these really dry, crazy comedies in the 50s, 40s, and 50s, and they're doing a series of them. Um, Ealing Comedies Crimes of Risible Distinction is what they're called. A lot of them have Alec Guinness, which everybody knows from Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, and these are just I love these movies um, and they're they're super fun. They're, they're just really weird. Oftentimes they involve crimes. Um, they're just really strange little films that um, the most famous of one is called The Lady Killers, probably. And the Coen brothers remade that with Tom Hanks, a terrible movie. Okay. But um, the original is is really um, fascinating and fun. There's one called Kind Hearts and Cornets. Um That one already played. Uh, But uh, the Lady Killers is a great movie called Passport to Pimlico, um, which plays tonight. And that one I really recommend to people. So the city of London is actually broken into a bunch of different cities. Um, It's actually, you know, it used to be like all these little towns. There's actually one of the little towns is called City of London and that's their Wall Street. Um, But Pimlico is one of these little districts. And in this movie, Passport to Pimlico, it takes place post-World War II. It's from 1949. And somehow they uncover, while they're doing street work, this document that suggests that Pimlico is its own country. So they choose to become their own country because they're sick of rational. And so now everyone can buy whatever the heck they want. But then the city of London basically closes them off. And it's all about the fight between them and the city of London. And they're these witty little comedies that are just, fantastic um and whenever Alec Guinness is in them and he's in the Lady Killers and the Lavender Hill Mob um they're super fun and the trial is doing a really cool thing where they're showing the last movie in the series is one direct it's not specifically an Ealing comedy in the sense that the Ealing studio didn't make it but it's directed by one of Ealing's best directors and it borrows a lot of the attitudes from it and that's the famous um A Fish Called Wanda um that's kind of considered the last of the, of the Ealing studios. So that'll be fun. And I, that's, you know, that movie's 32 years old. I can't believe it, but I haven't seen that movie in a long time. And it's just really nice. It's nice to get out and go see some comedies to kind of take your mind, take your mind off of things. And uh, even passport to Pimlico, you know, there's a lot of discussion there about the post-World War II rationing and all that, which probably, uh, hits home a little bit considering um the run on toilet paper and other things that have occurred in our covid world mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these are these movies are at the very least good lessons on how to laugh in the face of uh, adversity
0: that sounds delightful peter give us the websites of both theaters for everyone. sure
1: so um for your wizard of oz tickets go to heights theater and theater is t-h-e-a-t-e-r um heights com, and uh wednesday is the only one left like i said uh if you want to see monday or tuesday you'd have to just show up and wait and hope there are no shows Mm -hmm. um trylon.org is uh the place to go for the E-ling comedies and the tickets for that are right on um their website and uh both theaters are doing a great job with um COVID-19 best practices. Um, I've been helping with the Heights with that. So seating everyone six feet apart, masks are being worn, uh, people are doing, and I'm happy to say that people are adhering to that really, really well. I mean, I literally have not had, um, I, like I said, I think last time, the only time I have people not wearing masks is when they just kind of walk in and they've forgotten they're in their pocket. And you just yeah. say, oh, put your mask on. And they're like, oh, sorry, put their mask on right away. It's really great. So <laughs>
0: Good. Well, film publicist Peter Schilling, always a pleasure to talk with you and we'll have you back in two weeks. Thanks so much.
1: Sounds great, Emily. Thanks a lot.